0: Seniors, does your doctor regularly reach out to check on you? Can you walk into your doctor's office and see them if you need to? Do you have your doctor's cell phone number, and can you call them anytime, day or night? At Dedicated Senior Medical Center, their only specialty is caring for seniors. Dedicated makes it easy to get the primary care you deserve. Doctors spend more time with patients than the doctors you may be used to. They offer telehealth visits, help you get your medications, and even make sure you get to your appointments. If your doctor isn't treating you like family, it's time to say yes to Dedicated Senior Medical Center. Call Dedicated Senior Medical Center today to schedule a visit and find out what you're missing. Call 813-359-1448. That's 813-359-1448. Appointments available now. Welcome to Cafecito with Rosie On Air, where you'll get to know local professionals, entrepreneurs, movers, and shakers, and how they're helping their community. Hear exclusive interviews from thriving individuals, get inspired, and learn from them. And now, your host, author, speaker, commissioner, Medicare broker, business owner, published author, and business trailblazer, Rosie Paulson.
1: Bienvenidos to Cafecito with Rosie on Air. My name is Rosie Folson and I am the owner of Rosie Folson Enterprises and SNR Services. My company promise is knowledge connection success. And can you believe it? It's already April 2021. Last year at this point, we were all in our homes preparing for this new thing that we had no idea what was all about. But I am grateful today that I have experts in the um, area of health that can educate us on what has happened so far and what are the preventions that we can take as part of this pandemic to be safe and to keep others safe. And I am grateful also to dedicated Senior Medical Center for Believing in Cafecito with Rosie on TV. Today, I am honored to introduce Dr. Daniel McCarter. Dr. McCarter is the National Director of Primary Care Advances for ChenMed. He also serves as the company COVID-19 Clinical Council and COVID-19 Vaccine Task Force. Prior to his current position, Dr. McCarter served for two years as Market Chief Medical Officer in Richmond, Virginia. Um, for, and, and this is another uh, of the locations for Gen Care Senior Medical Center, a ChenMed Med company, in addition to Gen Men Gen Care, Gen Med brand include Chen Senior Medical Center and dedicated senior medical center. The company is a leading provider of primary care for underserved Medicaid Advantage eligible seniors operating more than 75 medical practices practices located in Tennessee. Dr. Mark Carter continues to hold teaching appointments in the Department of Family Medicine and Public Health Science at the University of Virginia School of Medicine. Dr. McCarter, thank you so much for being here this afternoon. How are you today?
2: Great, Rosie. Thank you for having me.
1: And I know this was a lot of, uh, of uh, uh, things to kind of mention on your tenure as a doctor and all the extensive work that you have done. But before we go deep into uh, your profession, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what got you into medicine, and, uh, you know, what's your favorite thing about what you do currently?
2: Well, Rosie, you know, I think what got me into medicine is I grew up in a small town. Um, My mom was a nurse, and when I was about eight years old, my grandmother, um, I guess, no, I was probably 12 years old. My grandmother had diabetes, but her eyesight had gotten bad. And when my mom had to be at the hospital and couldn't give my grandmother her insulin shots, I would be tasked with going and giving my grandmother her insulin shots. And I just, yeah, I appreciated that time, that time with my grandmother. So I, you know, what I love to do is I love to have relationships with people. I love to help people learn how to take better care of themselves and how to take better care of other people. And so that's really what drew me to medicine. And that's what's drawn me to ChenMed. med or dedicated as well
1: yeah and i do believe that that's one of the things that is the common theme at all the doctors you want to help and empower our seniors to stay as healthy as as possible and educating that they have that choice that if they are um in charge of their health they can they can live longer make better decisions, and stay as healthy as possible. Um, so I know you're probably in the area of Florida, but teaching medica- medicine, um, why is that? H- how do you feel about that? Why do you think that was important or you were called to do that?
2: Um, well, I, I think, you know, it's interesting because I'd always thought that I was going to go back to my hometown. And when I finished residency, I got the option to stay at EVA, and teach. And one of my mentors, uh, one of my teachers, when I was talking to him him about it, he made the point that when you're a teacher, it has a multiplier effect. Mm -hmm. So you not only take care of your own patients, but you're able to have a hand in all the patients anybody you teaches takes care of. And so I think that was part of what drew me to medicine uh, I mean to teaching I think it helped early on in that um, there was a medical student came through who was from my hometown and he did a rotation in my practice and then he le- later went back to my hometown and had a practice there for many many years and took care of my parents while he was there so I felt in some ways like having that student I'd done as much good as if I had... Um, If I had gone back there myself, and all the doctors and all the other towns that I was able to help, so you know, again, I think it's um, there's no no higher calling than taking care of people and helping people take better care of themselves and other people. So I I think whether you're doing that with students, whether you're doing that with patients, whether you're doing that with family members, you know, especially in our senior patients. the family needs support because they're taking care of the patients at home. And so being available and accessible to help them take care of their family members is just, it's just a great experience.
1: Yes. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for that part of helping others, um, because it is important that what we learn, we teach others. So our new generation, right, take care of us when we get there and when we need it. Um, So it's just giving back again to our community and our future. Um, So let's dive in into um, the whole pandemic. I know last month in March, some of your locations in the Pinellas area were um, servicing the local community with the vaccinations. So we are in April right now. And I know one of the things that we talked about is that although this virus has... um, it has been affected to everybody. Most of the people that have a well-off um, status might get the vaccination faster than others because perhaps they have to travel for work, things like that. But the whole idea of of vaccinating everybody is to be able to have this um, the spread of the virus prevented. So tell me a little bit about how ChenMed is kind of helping uh, to make sure that all the populations, regardless of uh, your economic situation, gets access to the vaccine.
2: Right. And that's a great question. And so what I, I mean one of the things that we focus on year in and year out is flu shot. So we build the relationships with our patients to help them. And we achieve nearly a 70% immunization rate in our our patient population. Our patients are 70% minority patients. I I don't know about the Tampa area specifically. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking with national numbers here. So our patients are uh, at at, uh, 70% minorities. Also, our patients 30% Thirty percent or so of our patients are eligible for both Medicare and Medicaid, which means they have low income levels, and so we take care of uh, uh, of mid and low income seniors. And so, giving our patient working with the health departments in the various states to get the vaccines to give to our patients automatically means that we're targeting lower, uh, uh, we're targeting the needier populations. And because our centers are in those needy areas, when we're able to open and do community vaccination events, we tend to be in an area where those patients can come to. Now, um, I, I don't practice in Florida. I practice in Virginia. But I was speaking recently to one of my patients, and they were asking him to drive... I mean, to arrange transportation um, almost 20 miles to get a vaccine, which for most of us, it wouldn't be a big deal. For him, he didn't have a way to get there and nobody was paying for transportation. But when we bring one of our patients into the office, we're able to bring them in. And if they don't have transportation, we arrange transportation for them. And so we were able to make arrangements for him to come in and get both the vaccine and the, the doctor visit at the same time. So it just makes it so much easier for patients to be able to do that. So again, by us focusing on our patients, we're taking care of a very needy patient population. But then when we're able to open to the community, we're also opening in areas that have less access to care as well
1: yeah and for example i was talking to somebody that it was in wesley chapel but they went to clearwater to get the vaccine um and that's quite of a distance of course this lady this uh this person could drive herself but it is important like you mentioned here that you build this relationship and you establish this relationship with your patients where um if they need to you provide those services So the transportation or the distance is not an issue or the cost perhaps for the medication is not a concern or an issue if somebody needs to get the vaccine done, which she was very happy. Um, And she actually will be turning 65 in November and she's excited to now uh, call um, dedicated senior medical center her primary care physician office, which it all worked out very, very well because she was well taken care of. So uh, that, those relationships are important.
2: Absolutely. And I'm so glad that she was able to get the vaccine. That is just, that is uh, very important. Um, you know, the I guess the one thing that you did bring up is whether well-to-do people have more access to vaccine. They do. Um Although, you know, the, the the good thing about the vaccine, everybody who takes a vaccine helps everybody else. And I'm not saying that well-off people should have better access to it, but even, even if a well-off person finds a way to jump the line, which they can't do at ChinMed, but if they do somewhere else out in the community, it's still helping everybody else in the community. Whereas if a rich person is able to jump the line to get in the hospital or to get the monoclonal antibodies or something like that. They really only help themselves, but the immunizations help the community as well. So I think it's important for everybody to get immunized as quickly as they can. I think it's I think as a society we should do it in a fair way, and we're certainly going to do that at dedicated. But uh, you know, the other thing is, is it, it's just important for everybody to feel comfortable and get the vaccine as quickly as they can. Yeah,
1: and I think part of the the uh um the understanding and where we need to clarify once you get vaccinated you still need to observe the social distancing the wearing the mask and all the things that we still preventing that we're still using for prevention um why is that important dr mccarter that we continue with that um part of our social distancing and taking care you know preventing um from the spread to continue, even though we already had back the vaccine.
2: Well, I, I think you know there. Are, we know the vaccine is ninety five percent all the vaccines are ninety five plus percent effective at preventing severe disease hospitalizations and deaths so there's there's still a five percent chance that something would happen, although that's that's a very low risk. but the other thing we don't have definitive evidence yet it's looking hopeful, but we don't have definitive evidence that somebody who's immunized, might get a mild case and then transmit it to somebody who's not immunized. So the main reason to wear the mask is continue to protect other people. Um, You know, I I was, as a physician, I was able to get a vaccine. I think I got my first dose on December 22nd. So I was fully immunized before the end of January, but my family isn't. And so I still want to wear the mask to protect... My family members and to protect my patients. I, you know, I would feel terrible if I went to work and took, uh, you know, took a deadly disease to one of uh, one of my elderly patients that I was so concerned about getting through this this COVID epidemic. So that is the main reason to wear it. I think what we will eventually see is that the the CDC based on lowering levels of COVID in the community, they will be making recommendations of when it's safe not to to um, wear a mask. I mean, right now they've eased the restrictions a little bit in that if you are fully immunized and you wanna have a small gathering of like 10 people at your house and everybody's fully immunized, then it's okay not to wear a mask. And say you wanted to have a gathering like that with one other household, and you're, everybody in your household's immunized, but the people in the other household aren't immunized, but they're all lower risk, they're saying that's okay not to wear a mask. Now, when you add a third household into the mix, then they're recommending wearing the mask. So, mm-hmm. I think we're going to see easing on masks. Res- restrictions as time goes on, uh, but I think I heard Dr. Anthony Fauci say recently, you don't want to spike the ball before you cross the goal line, so every things are looking so much better than they were a year ago, but we need to go ahead and do what it takes to get this disease under control before too many people take too many liberties.
1: Exactly, and I think it's just about, it's just protecting everybody, right? It's it's keeping safe and be part of of working in this together, right? Staying in this together. Now, I know know that the dosage, um, depending on which which, um, shot you take, some you have to take it in two parts. And, for example, Johnson & Johnson, you only take it once, but it's not available yet. Right now, what we do is the Pfizer vaccine. So... You get the first dosage, and then explain to me when you get the second dosage, and then what happens? Do they have to kind of wait two uh, two weeks? What's the outcome of the uh of the uh of taking the dosage of the vaccinations? Well,
2: that's a great question. So, full immunity, um, um, by the CDC recommendations, is two weeks after your I guess you should, maybe we would say the last dose. If it's if it's either the Moderna or Pfizer vaccine, it's two weeks after your second dose. If it's Johnson and Johnson, it's two weeks after the first dose, you're considered to be fully immunized. Uh, so, um, I mean, that is the goal is to get as much of the population to full immunity as quickly as we can. Right, right, awesome,
1: awesome. Now I know. Last time, uh, when we were talking in in another segment, minorities, uh, especially the African American community, they are the ones that they're more affected. Um, And I'm assuming this is statistics that we're talking right now is more at the national level. Not that in Florida we don't we don't have that. But tell me a little bit more about um, uh, perhaps people of color. the national level get more affected and that's the reason why we want to make sure that they are the ones that they're educated and know um that they need to get this vaccination because it affects their community more can you tell me a little bit more about that
2: right well you know it's interesting Uh, the 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 disease pro- spread around the world because of relatively affluent people who travel. Right, I mean it, it's the 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 lower socioeconomic people probably weren't flying back and forth to Europe, um, and so that's what helped spread the the disease. The problem is it's passed, and people who live in more uh, uh, more crowded housing situations, and those tend to be more people of color. The other issue is I I don't know about in the Latina community. I know in African-American communities, there's they have lots of reasons to be concerned about what the government is doing. And so there are questions about Vaccine safety and there's vaccine hesitancy. Uh, what I can tell you, I haven't seen the Johnson and Johnson figures. Both Moderna and um, uh, uh, Pfizer included in their trials, the forty thousand patients that they they did the testing in uh, to get approval for the vaccine to begin with. They included people of color in both the the intervention group and the the. Uh, um, placebo group, and it was about the same as is in the U.S. population. So um, these vaccines were tested in people of color. They've been proved proven to be effective and safe in people of color. So I think it's important for the leaders of, of those communities to recognize people have a reason to be skeptical because of some of the past things that have happened in our society. Uh, But I also think it's important in this one for them to take the vaccine, uh, for everybody to take the vaccine the first chance they get. So um, I I hope I've answered your question. Yeah.
1: And this will be kind of like our last uh, last question here. Is there a better best vaccine than another one like which vaccine is the best
2: the first one you can get somebody to put in your arm is the best one because that's the the least effective drug is the one you don't take and the most effective vaccine is the one you can get and that's what i have recommended for all you know any family members um that that could could get the vaccine uh, i know my sister-in-law who's 74 years old, she was able, I took the Pfizer vaccine. She was able to get the Moderna vaccine. My sister who lives, who's 72 years old and lives in uh, West Virginia, got the uh, Pfizer vaccine. So I, for family members and for my own patients, I'm recommending they get the first vaccine that they have available to them. Um, So I, 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 I think the the Pfizer and Moderna in their trials were shown to be slightly more effective at preventing all the illness. But again, when you're talking about severe illness that would put you in the hospital or potentially kill you, they're essentially all 95% plus effective. So I don't think it matters which vaccine you get. And I would take the first one you had somebody offers you. I wouldn't wait because... What I would call just just a tragedy is somebody who's waiting because they only want one shot instead of two, and they're waiting for Johnson & Johnson, and they, you know, they've gotten a year through COVID, and then they get COVID and wind up in the ICU and wind up being very sick from it. And so I just think everybody, when you get a chance, take the vaccine. Don't wait to get a specific vaccine, because as near as we can tell now, they're all Effective and you're a lot safer being vaccinated than unvaccinated.
1: Well, thank you, Dr. McCarter. We really appreciate your time and all your knowledge and, and your time for for explaining all this to us. I also would like to tell our um, our listeners that if uh, Governor Ron DeSantis has federally um, has a federally supported program that has sites that there will be opening. Um, pretty soon. So if you can and you like some information, just go ahead and visit around the uh website for more information. And also dedicated senior medical center will be having some um, more distribution uh, dates. So any questions that you will have, don't hesitate to call me. Call me, uh, call Rosie Paulson, 813-909-6965, 813-909-6965. And my friends, just remember, the best way to predict the future is to create it. Be responsible, protect others, protect yourself, and let's keep each other safe. Stay pure, stay positive, and stay inspired. This is Rosie Paulson. Ciao!
0: You just enjoyed another episode of Cafecito with Rosie on air. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and visit www.rosiepalson.com to learn more about Rosie Paulson Enterprises. Stay pure. Stay positive. Stay inspired. Seniors, can you walk into your doctor's office and see them when you need to? Do you have your doctor's cell phone number? And can you call them anytime, day or night? At Dedicated Senior Medical Center, their only specialty is caring for seniors. Dedicated makes it easy to get the primary care you deserve. If your doctor isn't taking time to listen to you or isn't treating you like family, it's time to call Dedicated Senior Medical Center. Schedule a visit to find out more about the care you deserve. Call 813-359-1448. That's 813-359-1448. Appointments available now.